Hey everybody, welcome to your wrong, Luciano. What uh, what's everybody wrong about today? Hey Matt, uh, I mean they continue to be wrong since last week about Marvel versus DC and how some people are wrong in thinking that DC is better. You being one of them. So this is about how I'm wrong specifically. Uh you're you're like the avatar of wrongness in this case. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about the other all the people that think? Marvel is the right answer. Are you oh, their avatar? They're the last wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they are fucked. But, you know, cool. What <laughs> avenue do you want to try to defend slash explore today? So today I thought we could, because we talked about, you know, characters, heroes and villains mostly. Um, mm-hmm. from, from either, That's all characters. I mean, not really, but that's what we focused on. Um, and so today I thought we could take a look at, like, some of the best or our favorite stories in each universe and and so we can you know try to convince each other how you're wrong and i'm right yeah okay well good luck good luck with that um (laughs) but uh since it's your topic uh why don't you give us uh one of your stories first sure and and i i tried i'm gonna try to steer a little bit clear of the movies because everybody knows so much about them and i i wasn't able so i picked three Three and a half stories, let's call them. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to completely get away from the Marvel movies, but I'm going to start uh, you know, with one that was not fully adapted, but was adapted, which is Old Man Logan. Yeah, so yeah. to those of you who are listening to us and don't know, um, the movie Logan obviously took some, but not all, inspiration and, and certainly not the whole story from, from Old Man Logan. Uh, and this is a graphic novel by Mark Miller. Um, I think it's just two volumes, one volume. I don't remember now. It's been a while. I think it's one volume, and then there's a there's an ongoing thing that spun from that. I'll look while you continue to talk. Yeah, no, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I read that there was the main novel, and then there's like a volume two, which is like an ongoing thing. Which you know, <laughs> it's something that both Marvel and DC have been known to do. It's like, oh, this made money. Let's keep on going, even though we don't have any story. But let's leave that for later. Um, We're not going to cover that topic at all. Oh, oh no, uh, we don't. Nothing dies. No, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be here for three hours. Yeah. Um, so I thought this would be, and I'm not going to go very heavily into this because this is another super huge topic. But I thought it was an interesting sort of tidbit about how the multiverse works. So on Marvel, and I'm pretty sure in DC is the same way, certain so like certain stories or most stories are not necessarily set in the same universe and they're all parallel universes and this is the case with Old Man Logan. So just to get things out of the way and I'll let you do your counterpart if you want on DC. So the main comic universe of Marvel is called Earth 616. And then they have a bunch, and I mean a bunch of others. Right? So just as an example, our reality, the reality where superheroes are just you know comic book characters, is Earth 1218. And the cinematic universe uh, universe is called Earth 1999999. I don't know why those numbers are the way that they are. It's just the, what they are. So Normally when we, t- <clears throat> wow, my voice even cracked there. Um, normally when we talk about the stuff, like most of the stuff that we, t- that I talked about last on the last episode were from 
Earth 616 because it's the premium or the prime Marvel Universe, right? So this one happens in an, in an alternate universe where um, the supervillains basically won. So I, I'm not going to... And I'm, I hope we can keep this mostly spoiler-free. So if people are interested, they can go read it without being spoiled. But there might be a minor spoiler here and there, just as a, as a warning. So basically, it's set like a long time in the future. And it doesn't really... I don't think it ever really clarifies when. And the, basically, Logan is almost depowered. He, he still has his uh, healing factor and all that. But he's like very, very old and taking care of a sickly Charles Xavier, which is similar to what you see in the movie. And basically, it's it's almost like a, a road story, almost like like Mad Max Fury Road, except, you know, good as a story. Um, in that a blind Hawkeye comes to him with like a package that he needs help to carry through the whole of America, which has been taken over by the the hillbilly children of hulk and like dr doom and uh red skull has declared himself president of the united states it's a fucked up world basically but it it's a very interesting story on it like it takes a very hard look at logan uh wolverine as a as a character and you know how how fucked his life has always been like everywhere every time all the time even when he decides to settle down with his wife and kids, like people don't leave him alone. And Hulk's children, like they're like own the land where he lives. And so he has to pay and he doesn't have money to pay. So they come and beat the shit out of him and he lets it happen and that kind of stuff. So it's a very mature, very like dark story. Uh, Mark Miller did a really good job, I thought, uh, with telling that story. And so I would really highly recommend anybody that hasn't read the main graphic novel to kind of give it give it a chance i know comics are not the medium du jour anymore but it's really really worth it it's better than the movie i would say i would argue that comics are doing just fine uh as a medium other than dc but anyways we don't need to go into that (laughs) okay have you read it old man logan i have not read old man logan my experience with old man logan is primarily from the movies but i'm not surprised that uh marvel has taken parts of a book and made it into a movie but not used all parts because i think if you look at wolverine 2 the one where he goes to japan three two yes one of those okay yeah i don't know anyways one again that one is also yeah uh, as as i'm told heavily influenced by by the comics and i think marvel does that a lot with their their movies is they take bits and pieces from the comics and fasten them together i mean Hell, look, the new Spider-Man with Tom Holland, the, his best friend is stolen from the Miles Morales um, yeah. unlimited uh, area. So so they're they're mixing and matching things all the way along. So it doesn't surprise me that Logan did that. And it was the most successful Wolverine movie by far. Oh, yeah, also the best one. But uh, the it's almost like an, a Watchmen kind of scenario where the the comic is so crazy that it wouldn't have worked on the screen, basically. Oh, you don't think the Watchmen movie worked on screen? I mean, eh, it was okay, but they, they, you know, the whole end with Mr. Manhattan or Dr. Manhattan being the one to, to be the threat is completely different from the comics, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, I have many, many thoughts about Zack Snyder. 
and his involvement in the DC universe. Oh, I bet and you I do. <laughs> prefer not to go into those. Um, yeah. It is one of my weaker, um, <laughs> the weaker parts of DC, in my my opinion. Yeah. Pending his 400 hour re redo of the Justice League. Oh movie, boy, we're which... gonna have a field trip with that one here. I will. I, I'll only say one thing about it before we get back on topic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's welcome to make his own vision. I'm curious to see what he does, but you can't tell me this is like just uh his edit or cut of a movie no he's do- he's reshooting a bunch of stuff right yeah he's making a new movie and that's okay but it's like it's a remix or a redo or just name it something different don't call it a cut because yeah just justice league Zack snyder remix make it on fucking make it justice league earth Zack snyder for all i care <laughs> like if, if yeah. it's a goddamn universe yeah anyways back to back to logan but yeah so what i meant was that the story so the beginning of the story is kind of similar the setup is similar but like what happens on the way and you know i'm not gonna spoil it like i said but like the enemies he faces and the actual story arc of like what's happening and and where why he's going where he's going and why he's doing what he's doing that's all not truly there in the movie and it's not to say the movie is bad by no in no way i mean the movie is bad it's just it just right. the story takes a, like a a sharp left turn and then it's completely different where where does it do that at the end of the movie like in the middle in the middle it? in the middle of the movie yeah, yeah. um and I honestly, as dark as, as Logan is, the movie is, which it is, like the, the, the comic is like darker, darker and weirder and, and much more visceral and, and that kind of stuff. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. It's a very interesting world, like future world that Mark Miller built. And it's a very weird one. Like literally, and they changed this afterwards on, on the reissue, literally one of the antagonists is called Spider Bitch. No, 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 not Spider Girl, not Spider Woman, Spider Bitch. Um, is yeah, she, is she female. Oh yes, and she calls herself that. So I guess that's cool then. And uh, not when the when no when the writer is not female, I guess, but uh, which is why they changed it. But it's like yeah, it's supposed to show like it's really a dystopic future, like completely right. The, there's it, you if you run through the the character list, like literally. 80 85 percent of the characters that are mentioned are dead because like they just all died fighting the the supervillains got together instead of just the the heroes getting together all the supervillains got together and kicked the shit out of the heroes basically that's what happened right yeah so yeah so that's what if not my favorite one of my favorite marvel stories is it's old man long and and i i don't know if i would have appreciated it as a younger man or as, as a, as a, like a teenager, probably not, but as a, as a, as a geezer. And I reread it recently. Um, it is really good. It's really well put together. It's really adult and, and it's really, it's really depressing, really. Like it gets the, the ending is, is, as I recall it, the ending is like cathartic, but it's not a good ending. If you know what I mean? Sure. Well, is it? Yeah. I mean, it tends to be in the dystopian futures. Yeah. Nothing ends up being happy, right? Yeah. 
and it's uh, it's really like visceral and, and everything what yeah. would you uh what would you pick on your side as like one of your favorite stories i really enjoyed um kingdom come which is written by mark wade and alex ross did all the the, the artwork um, oh, at least i know it looks nice i hate alex ross's artwork. really i don't like his as their the painting style of oh people. i see it, it it he listen he's very talented and it'll, it looks good but it doesn't it doesn't feel like a comic it feels like i'm looking at like pictures in the museum as i slide through the museum getting the story so yeah, i can see that i can see that like it looks yeah. nice as a as a portrait or as like yeah. as a something for you to hang on your wall but not necessarily to see page after page after page well, that's it, right? You know, I I remember, you know, when you were when I was in university and you're trying to buy posters for your wall in your in your dorm room, and like the the picture of of Kingdom Come with all of the you know sort of original DC characters being old and you know having graying hair like Sp- Superman does, etc. Like that was iconic, right? Mm-hmm. But the artwork, but, but the artwork at to read it in the form kind of sucks. But that's not what we're here to talk about. The story we're here to talk about, and this is put up by the elsewhere or Elseworld sort of print that DC had. And it it's kind of a way for them to say, hey, this is going to be some trippy shit. Um, <laughs> it doesn't specifically guarantee it's going to exist even in, you know, in the multiverse that DC has set up where DC kind of, they both use numbers, which is confusing as hell. But, but DC's is a bit more straightforward in the sense that they've gone up numerically. So uh, okay. like... Um, so like Earth Zero is where all the weird Bizarro characters exist, and they have Earth One, which is the Silver Age characters. Um, so you're talking about like Barry Allen, Hal Jordan, those people, and there's the Golden Age, which is which is kind of the the older ones, and that's Earth Two as an example. So and it goes on from there. There's Earth Three, there's alternate Earth Two, there's Earth Five, Earth Eight, Twelve, Seventeen. I'm skipping a bunch. Twenty Five G. Anyway, so so the else, elsewhere comics it, it have Earths assigned to some of them. Uh, but other times they, they don't necessarily. Um, and so it just lets you sort of say, this is going to be a weird story that isn't tied to, to a specific version. Um, Kingdom Come actually looks like it's tied to Earth 96 star. Nice. Yeah. I don't know why there's a star just on it. need an emoji to, to name. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, so <clears throat> for those who haven't read Kingdom Come, it, it's quite old. Uh, in the world of comics, it was written in uh, 90, 96. It came out in 96. But the basic story of it is that um, all of the, you know, uh, Silver gold, silver Age characters that we all know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, etc., have all gotten old. Uh, and there's a new phase, uh, a new wave of, of superheroes coming into the world. And they're, they don't follow the rules so good. Um, and it kind of centers around this one superhero who is supposed to be Superman power-esque, uh, Magog. And basically, they go around just killing indiscriminately. And, um, you know, Superman's kind of retired, shut the Justice League down. Batman's being creepy and batman Um Lex Luthor is out there doing Lex Luthor stuff, you know, saying he also has a group to help the people. But it's just all the evil villains that are old trying to get back at everybody. And so, you know, the story goes, Batman brings the Justice League back together, jails a shit ton of superheroes. Luthor tries to break them out. You know, Shazam shows up because he's the only person who can fight Superman. And then there's nukes dropped on them, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> and at the end of it, uh, you know, as it turns out, Superman 
has to realize that he has to, you know, he can't just be uh, a tyrant. He has to an old fart sitting on the, on yeah. the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, it, you know, as a story, it's very interesting to see what a life of being a superhero would be. And when there's new superheroes, a whole bunch of new superheroes put into, put into the world that don't necessarily follow your rules or don't, I mean, shit, they kind of are the superheroes from uh, the boys in, in many ways, right? Like it's not the same story. It's not run by a corporation and spoilers. If you have never looked at the boys, um, but <laughs> um, it is just what happens when superheroes are morally, morally gray is not fair because like su- or Batman's morally gray, morally bankrupt, uh, chaotic, evil, uh, don't give a fuck are trying to win, but don't care about the cost of winning. You know, like for example, um, in one of the parts of the story, uh, Megox trying to stop a villain and he basically tears another superhero open and it irradiates large chunks of the Midwest killing Jesus. millions of people. Right. So that's kind of the level of like, don't give a fuck that exists. So it's a really interesting story, a really cool way to look at what it's like to be an old superhero. If you could age how it ends up. Um, and, and I'm shocked. I, I don't know if they've done a, a, uh, animated movie on this but i'm shocked they haven't done um like an actual movie on it to some degree because i think it's it's it seems right up like Zack snyder's alley of trying to make dc be like doom and gloom <sighs> yeah and i think that's where where it would follow up in nicely in um a cartoon movie not a a real movie i think it'd be really hard to pull that off i don't think people would understand it or watch it as superheroes kill each other, but it's like Superman and Batman and stuff. Yeah, I think I, I don't think I've ever read that one. I've heard of it, sure, like in the name, but uh, I, I don't think I've ever read it. It's, uh, is it like a graphic novel or is it like more than one book? How is that? It's, it was like a, it was a, a four series miniseries. So part of the elsewhere thing is like, it doesn't build off other storylines or filter into a, like a, a special book. It's just like, here are four books that contain the story of the uh, kingdom come and that's it. So you could, you could get it as a graphic novel and rip through it pretty quickly. And you don't think it would work as a movie, like as a, a live action movie. Uh, it would work. I just don't think people would watch it. I mean, I would. Yeah, but you have taste. Uh, okay. I, I thought you were going to say, but yes, but you're not people. I was like, <laughs> okay, that makes Allegedly. sense. <laughs> Allegedly, people no it's just like if you think about that is a hard concept for people to get behind of batman superman being old i think it would trip people up probably like, yeah like it's one of these things i think a lot about where you can't just give people what you think they should have sometimes you have to step them towards something because if you just give them what you what, what you think they want or what you want to give them right away they're not prepared for it. So it's, it's a shock, right? Like, like jarring to see. Yeah. You know, why is Chris, why is Christopher Plummer in, in like a leotard with like his underpants over his, his pajamas? Right. Oh man. He would be so good as, as like old Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but so like, I think you have to step your way towards, you have to, so D- DC should probably start putting out like standalone movies. Um, you know, like they did the Killing Joke as a cartoon, which I mean, they kind of messed it up, but um, it was all you know. right. Yeah, but like, do you want to do maybe some like? And I'm gonna give away some other stories I looked at 
I thought about, but like, do you want to do year one, you know, or, or like Batman year one, um, or, or do you want to talk, like, do you want to do, I think it's Darkest Night is the one where he's, um, I can't remember the exact runs here. One of the ones he's super old and he's coming out of retirement or whatever. The Dark Knight, Uh, right? Dark Knight Rises? Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, yeah. The Frank Miller one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so I think there's some other stories you can get into there that would be very interesting as movies um, that you could build them towards. Um, but but for people who are probably not ready. It's another, you know, I think that's the challenge is making sure they understand like what's going to happen here. It's not going to be Superman isn't going to win or, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, he will, but you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's not yeah, what you're yeah. going to be. Yeah, it's 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 kind of depressing it to some extent, I guess, to see someone like Superman be this old fart. If I recall from the the little that I've seen from like images, he's sort of like he has like a beer gut and stuff like that, or something yeah, like, like he's he's not like super fit and like you expect to see heroes, right? No, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It seems like I don't know. I, I may, maybe you're right. Maybe because I'm getting old, I was like, I, I'm okay with Superman being a, an old geezer. But like, may, maybe you're right. Maybe it wouldn't fly so well. Yeah. I mean, they they haven't sold like the problem with DC is outside of um, the the other characters, they haven't done super well, right? Like Wonder Woman did good. Aquaman was all right. Shazam was all right. My man. <laughs> yeah. And. And we'll see, right? Like Justice League sucked, and we'll see what yeah. Zack Snyder does to it to to make it better. But I was really hopeful for a Flash movie, but I don't know what they're doing with that. So yeah. outside of Batman, like people don't know him well enough yet to really to do all this stuff with. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's you know, let's get back to not having, you know long-term care people being heroes and going back to <laughs> what you would expect. Do you have some, some young superheroes in their prime? Well, their yeah. Story? Yeah. So the other story that I really like, and this is more like, it's not just a co- one comic book and it's an event and it's an event that spun other events and other stories. So I'm just going to talk about it as in general, which is civil war. And Again, the cinematic universe version of it follows a good chunk of it, but like the reasoning behind it is different. And it, it what I find with with all of these adaptations that I've been looking into is that the movie version kind of washes it down a little bit because the way that it plays out, and this one happened on the Prime Universe on six one six or six one six, but like it's it's much more. Like the stakes are much higher, and like the shit fa- like flies much heavily, much more heavily on the on the fan, uh, even even than the movie and and everything that came sure. from it. I mean, part of it is is the fact that the movies didn't even get to use the, all the didn't have rights to the characters. Yeah, right. Yeah, but like what? So, if I recall correctly from the movies, what spurs the whole thing is the the Sokovia incident, right? where with ultron and whatnot that's if i'm not mistaken that's what happens and so yeah i mean yeah obviously it was something that that made made sense but the 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 sort of the trigger for the whole thing in in the comic universe um it actually predates itself first of all and then the the event itself is is a lot 
like it's a lot more personal so the comics had been you know the 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 authorities in obviously in the comics had been talking about a mutant registration act right mm-hmm. and yep. some other like lawmakers were talking about a superhuman registration act which is would encompass that one right uh, it would be not just for mutants but any superpowered humans and it was actually it's interesting because in the movie Iron Man, Tony, is, he's very much like right away, yes, we should do this and blah, 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 and, and whatnot. And in, in the, the comics, at first, he's, he, he actually pulls a stunt. He's doing like a deposition in Congress, and then he pays someone to attack him so that he needs to use his like suit and shit to defend himself and people around him as a way of proving, hey, we need to be able to use our powers to, to defend the the planet and and whatnot classic tony stark yeah and so there there was there was some other events uh that uh predate this like um 90 of the the superpowered humans uh, or sorry the the mutants lose their powers because of uh scarlet witch of something she does and so there's like already a lot of depowered mutants and and they're like they're like the the reputation and the the public opinion about superpowered humans in general is low. And then there is an incident where some villains are holed up in some place and they get confronted by the heroes going after them and Nitro which is one of is really a second rate villain if i've ever seen one <laughs> he decides to explode which is what he does it's his power and he kills 600 civilians 60 school children he levels like three blocks or four city blocks and supposedly kills the uh the heroes that go after him right uh the group was the new warriors yes and so that is what kind of is the tipping point of the situation. And then I'm not, again, I'm not going to go too far into it, but the main thing is Tony flips up, uh, flips his, his speech, right? He's like, Oh yeah, it makes sense to be accountable because look at what happened. And, you know, basically Captain America, what he says is much more, is much more anarchist than what he says in the movie. He says, heroes need to be able to exist above government because, and I quote, if politicians could control heroes, then they would decide who the villains were. And I think that that's, so that's what kind of what I want to talk about without going into too much detail is it was really a, because this came out in the nineties, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's roughly accurate. And this was kind of like very uh, seditious, I guess, speech back in the nineties in the U S uh, and and it was a very kind of like hard shock to the system of people reading comics and going, wait a minute, these guys are talking about politics. These guys are talking about like real life in an allegory and not just, you know, not just making, uh, you know, laser go pew and bullet go brr. Like it's, it's, this is serious. And there's a lot of, uh, 
allegories about shit going on in the real world. Like, for example, Johnny Storm gets beaten up uh, outside of Manhattan nightclub just for being super powered. Right. And that kind of stuff. And and the main, the, the initial, sort of like the first act sort of hinges on Spider-Man. Uh, and I don't know if most people know this, but people probably know this, but like so Spider-Man is the most successful character uh, that Marvel has, even more than the X-Men or Wolverine even. Um, and the whole... Go ahead. Just just to, to remind everybody, like Marvel sold off most of the good characters to other yeah. companies to make yeah. money when they couldn't make movies. Um, and that's why you got stuck with Iron Man as being the the face of the this, the Marvel cinematic universe because that's that's the best one they had left more or less yeah they were stuck with like so quote unquote now it's not anymore but they were b-level characters right all of the avengers were even hulk hulk was probably the most famous one and still he wasn't yeah he was the best but he was still the hardest to to yeah yeah and so uh the whole thing is you know peter parker was scared of what revealing himself would mean to himself and to his family and to his then wife, which he had already married, Mary Jane. And in the end, he he on national television pulls off his his uh, mask and he says, my name is Peter Parker and I've been the Spider-Man since I was 15. And that kind of spirals the whole thing with, it's literally like, it's literally a civil war in terms of friends fighting friends and you know people that were formerly allies like at each other's throats and wanting to kill each other and each side saying no we're right this is our thing this is you know we know what we're talking about you guys are insane and that kind of stuff yeah and so it's a very poignant story back then and also now and you know i haven't read it in a long 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 time but um I remember there being some really like hard stuff, like that fight that we see between uh, Iron Man, uh, Winter Soldier, and Captain America. Uh, yeah. Like imagine that only it happens all the time with like people that were friends and they're like, you were reading a comic the, the month before and they were like pals and helping each other and save each other's asses. And now they're kind of like wanting to kill each other. It's very... In the, I guess in in a in not in the same way, but with the same intensity as something like Kingdom Come, where you don't expect to see your heroes like fighting each other and and wanting to kill each other, and actually in some occasions killing each other. I, I'm not going to say who kills who because that that would be a spoiler, but yeah, it happens, and and it's really like it's really shocking to see. At least for me, it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. The reason why it, it diverges so much from the movies is based on the fact that this is supposed to be much like, you know, Darkest Night or sorry, Blackest Night or, or Brightest Day. It is a an event that takes over every every character, every character in the world. And so it's just not you're not able to show that that like I, I'm shocked at how good Marvel is at showing how many all the characters in the adventures plus, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy plus everybody else in a movie and making it all feel like meaningful. Um, but to have this many characters, even if you don't count the ones they didn't have access to because they'd sold the rights for the movies, you're still looking at characters that have never been introduced in a meaningful way um, uh, that they need to bring in and show and have them exist and talk and matter yeah. they, on a level that, that they couldn't have done. Um, so 
so I get why they diverge, but you're right. I, I, I read Civil War, um, not probably as, re- as long ago as you, but it's long enough ago that I kind of forget the gist of it as well to some degree, like <laughs> finer points of it. But I do mean, I do remember it being very Spider-Man focused, as mm-hmm. you say. Um, and, you know, Captain America and uh, Iron Man do, do, you know, kind of face off against one another, but it's not as... It's not to the same degree it shows in the movies, but you're right. The, the the fact that who dies, you know, how they die, teams shuffling around, people changing t- teams, like that is all, all much grander in comics than, than it was yeah. shown on, on the movies. Yeah, and, and I think uh, a lot of it on the movie was because of how technically close Captain America and Iron Man are because of the Avengers. And in the comics, it's not, they're not that close. I mean, they're, sure, they're heroes. They both have been in the Avengers, but like Avengers shift, right? All the teams in, on Marvel, they shift. Yeah. Right? Like Mystique and fucking uh, Sabretooth have been on the X-Men at some point. So like you right. can't, <laughs> you can't like say, oh, this is the team. No, it's not. <clears throat> like uh, the Hulk and, and uh, I don't remember who else now, we're, we're in the Defenders. So like they, they just like to group themselves off and, and, and do stuff. And so by the time this happens on the comics, they're not like close friends, which I think it was a good tact to take on the movies because they were friends and they were like, to some extent, both of them were the leaders of the Avengers, right? Like, um, Tony is more of a strategic leader and then Cap is like the, the tactical leader. Um, at least that's how I see it. And and so <clears throat> I think it was a good idea to not try and make it like they could, they even, they couldn't, like you said, right? It couldn't make it Spider-Man centric. Like Spider-Man was there, but it was the first appearance of Tom Holland as a as Spider-Man. And, and I think we only did that that way because it would have made zero sense for the comic fans to have Civil War and not have Spider-Man there. Yeah, he seemed to be pretty clutch. Like, he could have done it, but it just... As it is, the story is, is you know, like 30%, 35% in the movies. It's not a lot. In yeah. Grand things because, because they're trying to... They pivot in and out of Civil War so quickly. Um, they don't get into sort of the long-term repercussions of... of civil war at all they you know as soon as as soon as uh baron zemo who who well is an interesting character um finishes orchestrating this you know it's over and there's a bit they have to deal with but excuse me you know the avengers after civil war i think we basically broke into into um endgame more or less yeah. right yeah things like they rush right on the cinematic universe quite a bit in terms, like in comparison to the con, which makes sense, but still, right? yeah, no, but it is certainly an, again. I, I, I'm not going to call you out on the fact that both things you picked were written by the same dude. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, Civil War was written by a bunch of people. If you if you see the whole thing, it's not. Yeah, yeah, sure, he started, but it's not just him, right? Um, I mean, sure. I mean. <laughs> Civil War itself is basically written by him, but all the stuff that leads into it and comes out of it is written by other people. So I'll give you that. But I think it just goes to show you that the best comics are ones that are complicated, right? The story doesn't need to be straightforward. I I laugh at reading some of the old comics. Yeah. Because they're so, like, stupid. <laughs> it, it, it contrived, right? Let me, let me give you a great 
uh, I'll segue into my next story. Um, okay. And, and it'll give you a good, good example of how old Collins were dumb. So um, as, as sort of a self, self-proclaimed uh, Green Lantern fan, he'd be my favorite character. It would, it would be remiss for me to not include a Green Lantern story in sort of my favorite stories. And there's lots going on there. And I wouldn't pick Blackest Night or, or Darkest Day. Uh, they don't really center on Green Lantern. They, they take the, the corpse, the, the rainbow corpse, I'll call them. Um, and really blow it up <laughs> and, and make it something into big, but it doesn't really showcase Green Lantern. And so the two I couldn't really decide between and um, is is either Green Lantern Rebirth, which kind of chronicles um, Hal Jordan uh, dealing with having parallax inside of him uh, and getting rid of him, or the the Sinestro Corp Wars, where um, you have Sinestro go out, get a whole bunch more people to join his side. The, the fear side, if you will, and lay waste to the Green Lantern Corps. Um, and I, I, I couldn't pick between the two because they, they both lead into uh, Blackest Night. But what they do is they set up the stories themselves are interesting, but they set up uh, the DC universe in a really interesting way. Uh, if you think of um, Rebirth, which is the one I'll, I'll kind of talk about here, um, a lot of what goes on in Rebirth covers uh, Parallax being trapped inside the the battery on Oa. Um, and so the Guardians of Oa trapped him in there because he was super evil. And him being trapped in there, they figured they would trap him in a zone of willpower to, to keep his sort of fear power at bay. And how he escaped was once uh, Sinestro created the the yellow ring uh, on Quart. Uh, um, uh, well, he didn't create the weapon. He just did, but you know, he had to go there. Uh, once that was created, he basically... <laughs> Sinestro, by using the ring, woke Parallax up. And then Parallax got smarter, and then he picked on uh, Hal Jordan and kind of broke him down until the point where Hal Jordan was like a wreck. Um, and then he was able to to break out of the – get Hal Jordan to break the, the, the battery on Oa, and then that was able to let Parallax get into Hal Jordan. Um, and so the story goes, you know, they get rid of the Parallax out of Hal Jordan, but it really sets up – a explains how now there's no yellow impurity in the battery, so now they can have an effect on yellow, which, you know, for for reasons that you no longer have a weakness, pretty clever way to get rid of it. Even though, yeah, yeah, I agree. Touch yellow is one of the stupidest things. That's my <laughs> that's my connection back to like bad storytelling. It's yeah. Like, oh, he needs a weakness. I don't know, yellow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad they got rid of it because if you're a superhero, like that just seems like a hard thing to do. But so that story gets rid of it and it starts to set up, um, set the, the, uh, the stepping stones for having multiple lantern cores. Um, you have yellow out there in the world. Uh, and that lets push Sinestro to, to, in his Sinestro corpse, create the, uh, yellow rings. And then you see there's, they start laying the seeds and the groundwork for, um, the other spectrums and a couple of the guardians kind of leave Oa and work to, to set those up. Um, so, so that it was hard to pick between the two of them. I, I pick rebirth just because, you know, Hal Jordan's my guy and it's very tightly focused on him. Uh, Cal Reiner shows up and all the rest of the green lantern show, but it was mostly focused on Hal Jordan. And I actually have, I have a pewter statue of Hal Jordan as parallax on my desk. Of course you do. Uh, of course I do. And it's, it's typified by the fact that, because he's so messed up, he has uh, white hair around his temples. Because um, that's how you show when someone's messed up or old. Of course, yeah, yeah. 
he's still super ripped and has like a 12 pack, but he's got gray hair on his nipples. Yeah. And maybe like wrinkles. Uh, no, he's got a Joker style face. Smile. That's, that's concerning, but okay. Yeah. That, that story was the story I knew of like, um, of Green Lantern, the whole parallax thing being stuck in the, in the, what you call it? The bell? No, the lantern. Battery. Battery. Yeah. It is. It's a giant lantern, but it's the battery that powers the. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's what I, that's the story that I knew. Like that, I think that was my first exposure to, to Green Lantern was like that. Not not necessarily reading Rebirth because I don't think I've read it, but in, in right reading about it and then I think there was something about that in the on Justice League, like the cartoon. They could have tossed Super Friends. Yeah, maybe or like uh, you know if you've ever watched the Justice League cartoons from the late '90s, early 2000s, I'm sure it could have come up in that as well. Yeah. So I didn't know that that was like a a new thing. So before it was just like yeah, yellow is the 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 weakness, and there's no there was no explanation. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Because because they changed from it being wood for the Golden Age characters. <laughs> Yeah. Green for the Silver Age characters, and I guess that's better. Um, Is it? But, well, because like the the challenge with wood is if you're supposed to have an intergalactic space force, <laughs> they get fucked in the in the forest. But like, what if like what's what is wood? How do you define wood? How do you go to a different planet and be like, oh, looks like that's wood over there. I guess I can't touch that. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's it's too earth centric, I guess. It's hard to explain in a comic book. Whereas like yellow is like, hey man, I colored this yellow, so now he can't touch it. But I thought Alan Scott, like he was the one that had the problem with wood. Not, not like it wasn't the whole thing. Well, I think I think in. And this is this is taxing my knowledge of, of the Green Lantern. I don't think in the Golden Age with Alan Scott. I think there's one Green Lantern and he exists on Earth. It's not an intergalactic space force like it is in, or it it wasn't intended to be an inter intergalactic space force like it is in in the Silver Age. And so I think the intention there was that well he never leaves Earth. He's just this guy here on Earth. So would make sense. Yeah, because I, as I recall, and and this is taxing my knowledge of of, uh, of Green Lantern is the, uh, the like the previous Green Lantern kind of crashes on Earth, right? And then he sort of gives the the ring to Alan Scott or something like that. It's it's a very Molnir esque storyline of he dies and he says to the ring, you know, go find someone who's worthy, and the ring goes finds Hal Jordan, or. Uh, potentially Alan Scott. I don't know if it's the exact same story there. Oh, okay. um, and the ring searches out uh, the next person who's worthy and assigns it to Hal Jordan. Yeah. So I always assumed that the wood thing was an Alan Scott only thing. Not I didn't know it was a ring thing. Um, it might have been. Yes. And it's... <laughs> I mean, the ring can't affect wood, but I don't think it's an Alan Scott thing. Yeah. I think it's a, again, I think Alan Scott was the green lantern, but I don't know if, if they had thought out the, the greater lore to say that he's part of a space force. So it's like, ah, okay. That makes him sense. And the ring were connected to be one thing. And then later on, 
they would bring the multiverse in and connect them to the the intergalactic space, you know, space, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so that that is something. That's probably something we're gonna have to talk about in, a, in another episode because we're running out of time. But that's that's another thing that I, see, I sometimes see being a problem, and not just with comics, but you know, Marvel and DC have this problem by by the buttload, which is they create something cool and they have no idea why, and then they have to go back and define a reason why, and then go back again and define another reason why, and you can tell it's tacked on. So, like, so that's a good example. The same thing with like you know. X-Men Origins from Wolverine. Like everybody just always called him Logan. Logan, 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 Logan. And then suddenly, no, no, his name is James Howlett. What? Why? You know what I mean? And, and it's like, no, 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 no. Logan is an alias. Why? And so I, I think it's part of that too. Like that now we have to figure out a reason. Yeah. I, uh, uh, while you were talking about Logan or James or whatever you want to call him, um, I read up on, on how... Alan Scott got his ring. So basically, the story goes, a thousand of years ago, a mystical green flame fell to Earth in ancient China as a meteor. Uh, and it basically did a couple of different things. And by the time it got to Alan Scott, it told him how to make it into a ring, and it gives him mystical powers to do shit. So, so mm-hmm. the ring is specifically assigned to him. It does not follow the continuity rules of the Green Lantern Corps, at least in his incarnation. It's, he, there is only one ring, and he is the bearer of it. Okay. Yeah, no, the, I agree. The yellow thing was dumb. Like, as I recall from the cartoons, like he couldn't affect anything that has a even a yellow like ink like tint to it, right? Sure, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure it did in the beginning, and they just got farther and farther away from it until they found a way to get rid of it. I was thinking now, how the hell does you know Green Lantern fight Scorpion on Injustice? Or sorry, on uh, well, Scorpion's not an Injustice. I'm sure there's someone yellow in Injustice that he fights that still works. That sounded vaguely inappropriate, but we're going to let it slide. <laughs> Someone in a um, yellow costume, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so so we're, we've rapidly ripped through these. Uh, a lot faster than I would have thought. Do you have any like honorable mentions, special awards you want to give out to stories that we don't have time to go over, but but you think are, are very strong? Yeah. So one of them is actually a shoot... Uh, like an offshoot from what happened in Civil War or right before Civil War, um, which is uh, Planet Hulk and then following into World War Hulk. Um, Very quickly, because I think this needs to be mentioned. So um, Professor X, Black Bolt, Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, and I'm missing somebody. They form a group that they jokingly call the Illuminati because why wouldn't they? And and so... I, I hate them. Yeah, and so one of the the things that predate that explosion that I mentioned about Nitro is Hulk killing some people uh, while he was like rampaging through Las Vegas, I think it was. Spoiler alert, Hulk killed people? Like I know. And, and so what happened was um, they, right before the events of the Civil War, they they find a way to kind of get rid of him by telling him that he needs to go deal with some uh, external threat that's going to explode all the nuclear weapons existing on Earth. And it was a lie. And it was a thing that was supposed to match his strength and couldn't, so it exploded. And then they take the opportunity, instead of bringing him back, they send a ship and they say, hey, come back to Earth then. And instead of sending him back to Earth, they kind of aim him into like a 
an uninhabited planet, but Oops. the ship, the explosion takes the ship to a different place and he falls in a, in another planet. Right. And then, so the story is about what happens there. That's planet Hulk. And I right. won't spoil it too much. There's actually a good animated movie about it on uh, Netflix. I think it is. Okay. Which does a pretty good job of telling the story. And then world war Hulk is him coming back to earth stronger than he's ever, ever been ever. And cool. You know, that worked out well for everybody. Yep. <laughs> so it's a very good story. It's like a very out there story. It's not, it's not very like dense in terms of, of uh, whys and, and what happens. Right. It's just very like, yeah, green man's pissed and he's right to be pissed. And, and there's still, there's some like interesting things like the band he puts together doesn't want to kill everybody. He just wants to kill the people and, and damn the people that fucked him up, which is interesting. There's obviously a betrayal and blah, blah, blah. So it's a very interesting story. So basically you're saying it was Hulk was shocked and surprised by inevitable betrayal, but justified for smashing. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was surprised by being betrayed by the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, am also shocked. I guess, I, I, yeah, we're not talking about Professor Hulk. We're talking about the Hulk, and the Hulk is how you say dumb. So, yeah, maybe he didn't see it coming. No, but it was Banner because, like, Bruce was leaving in Alaska as Bruce oh, Banner. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fucked up. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I yeah. mean, stories, comics. I'm not gonna get too far into it. Yeah, I'll have how to about check you? It out. Um, I'm going to go back to another, I believe it's an elsewhere print, but who knows? Uh, Red Sun. Um, oh, yeah. It, that's one I want to read. Yeah. It's one of the best alternate universe storylines. Um, at a high level, basically, what if Superman landed in Russia instead of America? And uh, <laughs> it's great because it takes a lot of liberties. Uh, <laughs> and it does stuff like, um, I'm trying to remember this correctly. So Batman is in it. He, there's a Russian Batman and there's a Russian Green Lantern. Um, and the is Russian he, Green Lantern... Is he Red Lantern? No, he's still Green Lantern. Oh, missed opportunity there. Well, I mean, the Red Lanterns are Rage Lanterns. I know, I know. But it's just a great storyline of talking about, you know, how would somebody who comes to Earth as a baby be raised if they were raised in a communist to totalitarian regime and how would that work out um you know wonder woman's still wonder woman she's not specifically tied to the russian um family like the rest of the characters are um and and it's funny because you know batman superman symbol isn't the sort of kryptonian s it's the hammer and sickle of course it is <laughs> because how else would i know he's from the soviet union <laughs> um, but it's right because it, it kind of looks at you know Luther being American and trying to create a weapon to destroy the Russians always power over them uh, the government cre is creating you know trying to create their own super soldiers to attack uh, him um, you know he it, it just it takes an interesting look at the, the universe around Superman and what it would be like if he was Russian and and people were trying to stop him because they believed he was evil instead of the the bastion of hope and and humanity uh, that, that he's supposed to be as as the American embodiment. 
Um, and just just so we can wrap this podcast up nicely, uh, apparently we just recommend that you read comics by Mark Millar. And, you know, don't worry about what it's about because yeah. he also wrote Red Sun. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's a Mark Miller story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned. Well, you did mention it, but you. I'm surprised you haven't said anything about uh, the Killing Joke. Yeah, it. If you haven't read it, you're an idiot. It's iconic. It's okay. one of Alan Moore's best work. Yeah, and it it is the epitome of the Batman and Joker relationship spun into a story, one single one-off story. Yeah, and the other one I, I briefly mentioned because this has been played off is the the whole Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War thing. In the comics, again, they are way more insane. You you really you really have to read it, the comic because yeah, just do yourself a favor, and it's not just because uh, Thanos just wants to kill half the universe to impress a girl. Um, it's just <laughs> how epic it is in comparison to the the movie. So the movies yeah. do a great job of making it seem epic, but they do it's nothing compared to how epic it is in the comics. Like the scale of it is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Completely nuts. And it it's three stories, right? It's Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, and so and another one that I don't remember the net last name. And it's Infinity just Belt. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm just picking it up. I'll look. Infinity Belt. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's the Infinity Belt. Uh so yeah, it's it's it starts with death going, yeah, there's too many people alive. Let's resurrect a, a titan of death and see what happens. Yeah. Right? That's like that's basically how it starts. And and then he sort of have has like mummy issues and, and you know with her and he of course gonna bang her. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Classic what is it, Oedipus? Oedipus complex? Oedipus, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oedipus complex, yeah. And it has like it's there's like so many everything is involved in it, right? Like yeah. Mephisto's there and like it's I think like the slice that the movies make are so thin. It which is fine. Like it works and it's good, but mm -hmm. it's so much more it's it's it gets to the point where it's almost ridiculous how epic it is. That's really Yeah. And like again much like they do a lot of times, is like, you know, Adam Warlock plays a very central role in the comic yeah. book. He's never been introduced in the the movie Cinematic Universe yet to date. So, Yeah. Well, technically, he has a very big relationship with the Soul Gem, right? Or the Soul Stone, sure. as they call him in, in, in the movie. Um, but he might... It would be weird to introduce him now because he's so important in the comics and he's like nowhere to be found in in eh, the movies so. i think it's fine like they introduced spider-man halfway through everything two-thirds of the way through like yeah you, you uh, you maybe could. it's just like he was off universe maybe that's how you bring all the the multiverse in it's just like oh adam warlock was in 617 sorry guys <laughs> dialed the wrong planet number yeah he went into the wrong door <laughs> He went into the, the neighbor's house and he just stayed there. Yeah, it's like, oh, I thought you meant 661. Oh, oh damn it. Yeah. That one's on me. My bad. Yeah. 
And so there's a, yeah, I would recommend if that's a long one. Like the, the, the whole Infinity Gauntlet story is pretty long. I can, I, it's actually easy. Just go, go pay for a month of Marvel Unlimited. They're all there as part of that. It's like yeah. 10 bucks for a month. You can knock them all out. And it's Christmas time. You got nothing better to do. You're trapped inside. There you go. Knock it out. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is all the time we have for today, but we will definitely continue this conversation slash argument slash whatever this is next week. Agreement that I'm right? Uh, not quite. Agreeing that you're wrong more like, but you know, we'll, we'll, hash, we'll hash it out. Sure. Um, so if you want to contact us um, and you can spell, please send us an email at... Uh, your wrongcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to give us all of your wrong opinions on, you know, why didn't you mention that story? What the hell were you thinking when you talked about that? Just feel free. We promise you it won't go to the to the recycle bin directly. We will take a look. Maybe. At the title at least. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so for now, I am Luciano. I uh, I'm Matt. Oh, that took a long time for us to remember who you were. Well, I'm thinking I want to try out something new, right? I forgot maybe I was still role playing Adam Warlock, and I should say I'm Adam Warlock, but you know. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, so just remember, yeah, your opinions are all, you know, fine and dandy to have, as long as you realize that they are wrong and they will continue to be wrong. And we especially, will talk to you. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Well, especially, especially mine. No, no, shut up. No, I'm not yeah. going to let you talk. <laughs> Marvel sucks. Uh, DC does suck. Yeah, you're right. Uh, anyway, uh, we will see you guys next week. Have a good one.